It's time again for your financial nugget of the week. It's the Seven Figures Podcast. All the information that you need to dominate your finances. I'm Sandy Waters. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast and tell a friend. All right, so today we're going to focus on the simple steps to getting out of debt and living a life free of money stress. Because when you have debt, it is overwhelming. It is tough. It really is tough to have those bills pile up and you can't afford to pay them. Sometimes you can't even afford to pay the minimum payment. So what do you do? Where do you start? We're going to help you out today. We're going to lay out the game plan for you. We're going to help you prioritize. Because if you approach it that way, a little bit at a time, before you know it, you will be debt-free. And oh man, that feels so good. So let's cash in with our expert, Jody Arbergast, loan underwriter and financial counselor at Family First Credit Union. Thank you so much for coming in today. You're welcome. I appreciate you asking me. This is what you do day in and day out at Family First is to help your clients navigate through their debt, right? It's a passion of yours. Yep. This is the part of my job that I love. Oh, good. I love helping people get a grip on their finances and helping them. Very first thing that we should do is what? Recognize the debt. Acknowledge it. Okay. You know, acknowledge that you're in a situation that you need to get control of and start with the basics. Okay, get over that denial phase. Yep, yep. You know, sit down and do that budget. Okay. Take your income versus your outcome. Can I afford all this debt on a monthly basis or am I in a negative or do I have a little bit of leftovers at the end of the month? We got to write down everything, even the cup of coffee that we get during the week, every time we go out to dinner. Track that spending. You know, do your budget and track your spending. See where you're spending the majority of that. Oh, where did that $10 go? You know, is it that two cups of coffee in the morning or is it a lunch or whatever? And once you realize where you're spending your money, that's going to help you to get a better handle on it. And does that make you more aware of how to be... um more frugal. And I don't know if I want to use the word frugal, because sometimes that leaves a bad taste in someone's mouth. When they hear frugality, they think, oh, I want to live still. Right, right. And and that's not to say we're going to tell you to cut out all of those little extras. But, you know, if you don't have, you know, an emergency fund in the bank, that could be one way to fund an emergency. Something I've heard you suggest to a lot of your clients, which actually, whether you're in debt or not, I think is great advice when you're um, trying to decide if it's worth buying? The two to five day purchase rule. So say you think you need a new bed or a new refrigerator or um, a new TV. Let's use the new TV. Okay. Don't be impulsive. Say, oh, that's a really good deal, but I'm going to wait and I'm going to see. Two to five days later, have that conversation with a spouse or significant other. Okay, do we really need this or do we want this? Ah. So you're not making that snap purchase. Mm -hmm. You're taking time to think about it. And nine times out of ten, you'll come to the conclusion that, well, we really don't need that new TV. We just want that new TV. That's a great idea. Number two now, second simple step that we need to do. Getting at least a thousand dollars in an emergency fund. There should be a number. There is a number of ways that you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can pay yourself first. That paycheck comes in. You immediately put fifty dollars into or twenty five 
into that uh, into your savings account or an account that you have that might be kind of out of sight, out of mind. Or it's tax time. You could easily put $500 from your tax return or $1,000 from your tax return into that savings account. Again, out of sight, out of mind. Okay, so this is even before you're you're going to attack those bills. It's good to have some money in the bank. So you know that if you have to have a car repair or something, okay. you know, you you can do that. Don't ignore the bills. Right. But focus on the emergency fund because you don't want to add to that pile. Correct. Of bills. Okay. Correct. And then the next step then. So we have our emergency fund and this is going to take time, you know, however long it needs to take, but just here's your list. Okay. So then the next thing, we got our emergency fund, at least $1,000 in there. You're going to start attacking your debt. Say you've got $10,000 in credit card debt and maybe you don't qualify for a consolidation loan. Start using the roll-up method. Take your lowest balance, irregardless of the interest rate. Okay. You want to use, you know, get rid of that as quickly as you can. So you take your lowest balance card, cut it up, pay it off. Once you've got that card paid off, what you were paying on that card, roll up to the next lowest balance and put it on that credit card debt. And then continue to roll up those payments as you go onto that credit card debt. The trick is, is you got to stop using your cards. Don't ignore those other bills. Pay the minimum uh, right. on yep. those other bills. Pay the minimum or 5 to $10 extra if you can. Okay. You know, if you can't, those minimums are good. It will, you'll be rolling up your, rolling up the method, you know, okay. the payments onto those other cards. So they'll go down quickly if you, you know, you stay on top of that. Is that the mindset with this method is because once you pay off, once you see zero balance, close account, it keeps you motivated? Yes. You want to have a little success right off the bat. So if you have, you know, you pay off that smaller card, you think, oh, great. Now I can attack the next one and then the next one. Student loan debt, um, a lot of times you're paying those little payments to 10 loans, it might be beneficial to look into consolidating that student loan debt with a consolidation student loan. Okay. A lot of times it will, it may lower your interest rate on some and, but raise your interest rate on others. So in the end, it'll kind of wash. So don't be concerned about rate as opposed to getting it all into one lump sum and being able to to put an extra $100 on it a month if you can, you know, to, to pay it down quickly. And with consolidation loans, and we did, um, you can go through the uh, podcast episodes, previous podcast episodes, because we brought you in just specifically to talk about consolidation loans. You got to be careful because there are some consolidation loan companies that really are not working for you. So you got to kind of weed through. Um, at Family First, you don't charge for a consolidation, you don't charge additional fees, rather, obviously the interest rate. Right. But not an additional fee. And that's what you're aiming for, right? Correct. I would um, also, about credit cards, just say, you know, that 0% card with a balance transfer deal might look really good at the time. I would caution you to read the fine print because many times balance transfers come with a fee. Okay. And even though you're paying 0%, trying to to pay down on that debt quickly, sometimes that balance transfer fee costs you more than the interest that you're paying. So don't get caught in that little trap either. 
Now, once we're attacking this debt, is it best to now move into transition to the envelope method? I hear a lot of uh, financial advisors and, and counselors recommend and pay with cash. I love that. I use that a lot with some of my members that come to me for counseling. I love the envelope method. You get that physical cash in hand, you label each envelope with the debt that you're paying, and then if you have to send like a check or a money order, then you deposit that and you send the check. That way, it's not in your account, it's physically in your presence, and you're not swiping your card and using those funds that you need to set aside for bills. And we found this extra money again by trimming the budget. Very first step. Yes. Okay. Now there is going to come a day where we have no debt. Now what do we do? Yay. (laughs) Celebrate. The day that you have no debt, um, you know, you're probably going to be in the ground. You're always going to have debt, but it's your management of that. So, yes, your expenses will go down as you attack this, and then you'll be able to put in those fun things again. You know, we're not going to take them all away, but you'll be able to do dinner once in a while or, you know, take a weekend getaway with a spouse or a significant other. So it's always good, but you should be thinking about retirement as well. Now, what comes next? Do we beef up the emergency fund or do we start investing our money? To be honest, you probably should do both. Okay. Investing in your, in your, you know, your company's 401k, you should at least be putting away as much as your company will match. That is a no-brainer. That's free money for your retirement. So if they match up to 3%, you put in 3%, that's 6% going into your retirement. The next time you get a raise, up your contribution by a percent. It's money you're never going to miss. If you're a little older, say past 50, and you want to do 2%, -hmm. so you save a little quicker, do that 2%. Again, it's money that you will never miss because it's a raise. Okay, so with the company match, should we move that up the list almost right there with the very first step? Yes. Is the company match. Okay, and then you can beef that up a little bit more as you get more raises, as you start tackling uh, your debt and paying them off. And that's what they mean when they say, make your money work for you. That's it. Just watching your money grow when it sits in the 401k account. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at this point, we should beef up our emergency fund. What is the rule of thumb? How many months should we have easily accessible to us? Typically, a good rule of thumb is two to three months of bills for you to be able to pay your your bills. Okay. So you take your monthly amount that you have to give out on those bills. That includes housing, food, gas, the whole shebang. Okay. So when you're doing your budget, you're, you'll get that that bottom line. You should have two to three months at least in the bank. So if you run into an emergency where maybe a spouse is laid off or you know they lose their job you know you've got that safety net to fall back on. Okay. Then what's next? You could start looking at your child's education and see how you could help them. The New York State 529 plan is fantastic because it's tax deductible. Make those kids participants in that. You know, if they get an allowance, make them give you back a dollar to put towards their education. Mm, that's a good you know, idea. Yeah. Um, get them into the habit of saving. Kids are going to learn from you their financial habits or if they get a job you know at 15 or 16 ask them for 10 percent of their income 
to put towards their education. Yeah, and you starting know? young and, with the good yeah, habits is, is key. Absolutely. And then when do we pay off our house? Can we finally pay off our house after all that? Sure. I mean, it, if you have the means of making one extra mortgage payment a year, and this is for anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to take your tax return and make one extra mortgage payment a year, mm-hmm. you will knock between five and six years off of the life of your mortgage. Really? Just mm-hmm. one extra payment? One extra payment. Oh, wow. Could you imagine if you uh, tackled more than that? So set yeah. the goal first is one, and then if you can add more or beef mm-hmm. up your payment by $5. Yep. Well, yeah, or add more to the principal. Absolutely. That helps you don't pay as much in interest when you do that because you knock down on the principal quicker. And that's actually with any loan. That's with an auto loan or a debt consolidation loan. Anytime you can put more to principal, it's going to knock down that principal balance and you don't pay as much in interest. Okay. Make sure you specify it too, that it's going to the principal. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Jody. you're fantastic. Hopefully this helped you give you a clear picture of the simple steps that you need to take to get out of debt and live a life free of money stress. Jody Arbergast, loan underwriter and financial counselor at Family First Credit Union. Thank you so much for being our expert today. Thank you, Sandy, for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking the time again out of your busy day to listen to the Seven Figures podcast. Hopefully, this podcast helps you achieve all of your financial goals. All right, so we leave you with financial wisdom from my dad. Father knows best. My dad's two cents. Have a great weekend. Dominate your finances. Casino gambling generates more revenue each year than movies, spectator sports, theme parks, cruise ships, and recorded music combined. They generate that revenue because the odds are stacked against you. If you want to risk your money in the casino business, you're much more likely to win if you invest in a casino gaming stock fund. Instead of losing your money, you get to share the profits they make through dividend payout to investors. 